Hi everybody, my name is Dora Kermay. I'm an author, performance coach, and former professional table tennis player in New York. You are listening to the Game Sat Match podcast. Have you ever wondered how the greats of any industry are always able to perform at a high level, even under pressure? What is their secret? In this episode of Game Sat Match, we will uncover the benefits of mental coaching, also how it can prevent mental health issues, and how I work with an Olympic swimmer. And we are so excited to have our next guest joining us today, Dora Kiorame. Welcome to the show. How are you, darling? I'm doing well. Thank you. Uh, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Hope you had a good holiday. If you celebrate Easter or Passover, whatever it is, uh, glad to have you here on this beautiful Monday afternoon. Happy afternoon officially, everyone. So Dora Kirame, again, that's also your website, right? We should point that out right off the top. D-O-R-A-K-U-R-I-M-A-Y.com. And you're a New York-based company that offers so much as far as coaching services to so many people. So I'll have you introduce yourself if you don't mind. Thank you for the introduction. Yes, my name is Dora Kermay, and I'm based in New York. And Dora Kermay Inc. is a New York-based company that offers coaching services. And I work with athletes, professional teams, and anyone who seeks fulfillment and well-being in their mind, body, and spirit. Beautiful. And now you are from the New York City area, correct? Correct. And could I find yes. out a little bit more about you? I think it's important to discuss how you got here. Tell me a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, and what did you, uh, when did you become a coach and why? Yes, yeah, so I, I grew up in, in Hungary, in Budapest, and I moved to the U.S. in 2006. And I moved to the U.S. to study for my master's degree in sports psychology, and I lived in California. So I have my master's degree in uh, sports psychology. And previously, I also got another master's degree in psychology, but I got that master's degree in Hungary, Budapest. So I I lived in California, and that was the main reason why I moved to the U.S., because I got a scholarship, and I was really passionate about sports psychology and why I was studying sports psychology. I also used these skills on myself and I started playing again table tennis in California because I had a long break because I transitioned in psychology in Hungary. And yeah, my my focus was on studying, so I didn't play. And when I came to the US, I started playing again and use all the skills on myself as well I wanted to test those skills and they worked really well so that was the reason why I moved to the U.S. and regarding coaching I worked with athletes yeah uh, and professionals so I started doing that even in Hungary but also I mean after I graduated in the U.S. I started doing that as well in in 2009. Now your training programs really are designed to reduce stress, successfully manage internal and life balance and maximize performance. So uh, you're a mental performance coach, uh, the chair of the USA Table Tennis Diversity Equity (laughs) Inclusion Committee. That's a big part of you. Uh, You were uh, ranked top 10 in the US, top 10 in Europe under age 18. So you're a champion in this sport, my goodness. (laughs) And you're on the national team uh, in your country, right, for, for six years. So Wow. So you're mostly working with athletes, but also individuals, not not just athletes, right? Yeah. So I work professionals as well. So these skills can be applied for everyone. That's a good thing. 
And I basically, I help everyone to increase their mental skills. It doesn't matter if someone is an athlete or a professional, it's a universal phenomenon and, and it helps for everyone, basically. Okay, now, now, before we get into uh, what can sports psychology do for your performance, I know we're going to discuss that today. Tell me about you as a writer as well <laughs> and about the publishing, about get your game face on. Tell us. Yeah, so I published a couple of books. The first one was Get Your Game Face On. It was about how to create routines between points because it's really important, not just what you do during the sport activities, but also what you do basically between the points because it's really preparing you to able to do well during the next point. So this book is about how you can create these routines, but these routines can be applied as well, how I said, not just in sports, in everyday life as well. And uh, the second book was, it's an extended version of Get Your Game Face On Like The Pros. It also includes not just how you can create those routines, but also in the long term. It's also important that what you do outside of uh, sport or work as well, because it's affecting your performance. So it's also uh, this book also offers life skills and principles that's very important in your life and also it's affecting your performance. And the last book, the most recent book is My Stories of Mental Toughness on and of the Table. I included 12 life lessons, hard life lessons that I went through and also I included my learning experiences because everyone learns through stories uh, way more and I was never good at storytelling so I really wanted to share my stories that people can relate to and also apply in their life as well. Fantastic. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure having you here. So let's talk a little bit about your uh, sports psychology and what you could that could do for someone's performance. I know uh, mental coaching is something that you're big into, especially for the athletes. So how I said, it's about performance coaching. So anyone can benefit from it. And it's about improving abilities by teaching mental skills for athletes. The highlight it's on identifying strengths and breaking through mental barriers to maximize performance. And when I work with anyone, I help them to cope with stress better and uh, perform under pressure. I also help to create goals and also reach those goals. And also I help in general to increase self-confidence and also just to be consistent in general in sport and life better. And also have to increase uh, concentration and focusing skills just to have to have a, a greater well-being as well and basically increase performance through different techniques. Great. So you help them identify their strengths and break through their mental barriers, as you say, to really maximize that performance. But you say sports psychology won't just help you deal with the problems or issues. It'll help you learn more about how you could be um, in the best psychological state of mind. And what does self-talk have to do with this? That's a very good question. So uh, everyone has like 10,000 thoughts every day. And it's very important those thoughts are positive ones and not negative ones because affecting what you say to yourself and also what you say out loud as well, it's affecting your performance. So you want to be your best friend and, and, and create positive emotions. 
Otherwise, it's really affecting your mood, your performance, and uh, well-being as well. So it's very important to identify your thoughts and just to know what situations can be negative on yourself and mm-hmm. in general. Perfect. And also uh, with your work, um, what else would you say is important to you, to your uh, viewers and listeners today, of course, to, to get across? Because there's so much that you could do that could really <laughs> help people. My goodness. Um, I saw this, the top benefits of sports psychology. You have a, a chart laid out for us, right? <laughs> um, do you yes. want to share some of those benefits? Wow. Yeah. So I, I always say everything starts self-awareness. Mm-hmm. You have to know where you are and where you want to be, and also know your strengths and weaknesses. So I would say the first step is always self-awareness. So that's a big benefit of working with a performance coach. Also, I have to improve pre-match preparation, for example. It's very important uh, for athletes and also professionals, not just when when there is a competition or an important event, what they do, but right before what they do, because it's also helped them to do their best and also get in their optimal state when they can perform your best. I also have increased motivation, how I said, and how to manage emotions. Uh, Self-awareness is a big part of that as well. Know your triggers and know the situations when it's hard for you to handle yourself or even when you are not as confident. It also helps to improve well-being in general and improve self-esteem and self-confidence as well. How Mm -hmm. I said, and you asked a great question about self-talk. It's a very big part in everything, you, you want to be positive. It's a fact, your well-being and performance as well. Now, can sports um, psychology be used to develop interventions uh, to help prevent mental health among youth and students and athletic populations? Yes, when, whenever there is a high pressure <laughs> environment, it's very important. Prevention is a very important thing. And definitely just how I said, self-awareness is a huge part. So uh, it's helping to prevent all these things. We're also helping to basically improve self-care. It's, it's a big part for everyone. And um, so if, if, if somebody is aware that how much time, how much recovery time they need, because recovery time is very important and self-care, I mean, can prevent um, mental health Got for it. sure. Now, is sports psychology a quick fix? Sports psychology is not, it doesn't happen from day one to day two. Need a couple of sessions, like 10 sessions to to see uh, improvement. And how I said, it it can also help to prevent uh, mental health issues. But the highlight, it's more on the positive psychology. Positive psychology is basically dealing with helping someone to improve and, and also prevent basically mental health problems. Got it. Fantastic. And also, um, could you talk about who you, you know, worked with specifically? I mean, a wide range of sports and athletes from all different, um, different types of sports, right? So I work with athletes across a, a range of sports from table tennis, tennis, squash, 
swimming, golf, soccer, karate, judo, heptathlon, water polo, basketball, and softball. So I work with different levels of athletes, ranging from amateur to national level athletes, national champions, and even Olympians to help them to handle pressure, build build confidence, focus when they need it the most. Basically, when I work with athletes, I apply performance enhancement research and my personal experience as an elite athlete when I work with my clients. And could you talk a little about the U- U.S. Um, Olympic, I believe it was an Olympic um, a swimmer that you work <laughs> with? Who's that? Yes, she's from another country, mm-hmm. but an Olympic sp- uh, swimmer who I work with. And she had performance anxiety before her races. And she would get too tight. It's a problem for a swimmer, right? So how we work together, basically, uh, how I said before, first step is about awareness. And I help her to identify her thoughts and body language and her reactions to know what she wants to work on. And I always say you always have to focus on what you can control. Mm -hmm. And she could control her rituals right before her race so we created her a pre-performance ritual so a pre-performance ritual means that what you do repetitively physically mentally before your race to optimize your performance and help you relax and increase your focus and confidence and basically her pre-performance routine was to listening to music we used visualization Basically, I will also a little bit talk about that, what it is exactly, other name for it is imagery. And also also created her breathing techniques that was helpful for her right before her race or so during her race. And also we talked about self-talk, which is so important. So we mm-hmm. created positive statements, affirmations to encourage herself right before her race. So that what we did and in, in general visualization or imagery is a great tool and athletes, uh, very high level athletes uh, use imagery actually during and even uh, I mean before their races, before it's a pre-performance routine and it's about recreating a vivid experience in, in, in the athlete's mind and it's a mental rehearsal about their performance and usually what I ask to do is recall their best performance and see themselves performing their best performance so they can see themselves they they can in this case they can uh, like swimming they can feel their strokes can feel how they feel and they feel energetic confident and it's also important to that they can use all of their senses. The more senses that they use, the more vivid is the experience. Got it. And a collegiate squash player as well, just to name some few, a few other people you <laughs> helped, right? Yes. How uh, would you say the difference with mental performance, mental skills, mental toughness and training are? So um, this is also a very good question. Uh, basically, it's, it's the same. The purpose is the same and there are different names for it. It's about really helping uh, athletes' performance to do their best. And, and also, how I said, self-awareness is the first step. So identify what works, what doesn't work and what they can improve regarding their mental skills. So it's the same. It's just there are different names for it. Got it. And is a mental performance coach considered a mental health 
professional? So no, a mental performance coach is not a mental health professional. And if there are any issues that exceeds the mental performance coach expertise, we make referrals to other professionals. So for example, if it's depression or more, you know, deeper issues, we have to connect with the athletes, the professionals who can help them with these issues, basically. And I mean, some people misconception is that this is only for Mm -hmm. elite professionals. That's not true, right? Yes, it's absolutely a misconception. So basically, performance coaching is good for all level of athletes and or the how I said, that's why it's, it's good for profession, any professionals, because these are universal phenomenons, the, the principles are uh, universal phenomenons, and, and it can be applied for anyone. And, and the goal is to create a, also a gross mindset that means that everyone can uh, be better. So it's really the highlight it's on the improvement part and everyone can improve regardless from their level. Good to know. Thank you for clarifying that. And (laughs) also, um, let's talk a little about the age of mental coaching. What age is uh, maybe a good time to start with this process? I would say the earliest is 10 or 12 year old, but it depends on the athlete as well. I would say that's the right earliest age that I would recommend to start. But there are also different views on that. But that's my, I like to keep that age to start working with it. And, you know, could you just tell us a little bit about the difference with the coaching aspect compared to psychotherapy? I got this question many times. Oh, are you doing therapy? So I think it's very important to differentiate uh, these things. And also in the U.S., I think therapy can mean different to different people into the public in general. Psychotherapy is dealing with deeper issues such as depression or it can be PTSD. While coaches, they're not treating depression or any mental illnesses. So it's very important to highlight this. Also, it's important to highlight that coaching is more focusing on achieving the future goals while psychotherapy has focusing more on the past and the present. So basically helping the clients to really process what happened in the past that's still affecting them. And coaching is more about on getting you where you want to be. So it's, it has a, a present and a future focus. Also, it's important to mention that coaching is typically not covered by health insurance. I also got uh, these questions. Why why psychotherapy usually covered by uh, health insurance? Just an interesting fact also that psychotherapists license usually also based on the state. Why if somebody is a coach, so they they are basically have to, whatever state there is a psychotherapist, they have to do the exam there and they cannot work with other patients outside of the state. And a, a performance coach basically can work anywhere. So the system is different. Yes. All right. Great. Good to know. Also, um, I wanted to point out uh, another thing in your notes to talk about, you know, how long does it normally take to see improvement and 
I know it, um, you know, I know clearly you believe in confidentiality, which is a great thing. And just <laughs> find out more about the sessions, how long they cost, how often you meet, uh, uh, you know, how long they last. Any of those inf- basic information I think would be important for, I think, our listeners to know they can benefit from. Yeah, so I recommend minimum six, 10 sessions. It's really, it really depends on a client. I recommend usually have, how I said, six, 10 sessions and even 20. And after it can be more just a check-in with the client, but they can see even improvement after a couple of sessions. It's really depend on what, what they want to work on and what's the issue. I meet athletes and professionals once a week and it's, it happens through Zoom or Skype. And basically one session lasts 50 minutes. And I also usually give them some homework to, for application. That's how I work. And regarding the prices, I usually say, because it also depends if I'm working oh, with individuals, mm-hmm. teams, they can reach out to me and we can have a Group conversation. Rates. And about, how often yes. do you really meet? Is it once a week? Yes, once okay. a week. Good to know. Now, what about high performance coaching for individuals with the one-on-one coaching sessions? Do you want to talk a little bit about that in the wheel of life areas? Uh, Gosh, we are almost out of time though. My goodness, we have a lot to get through. We're not going to make it all today. I'm so sorry. Um, It's okay. We can talk about it next time. That's a very great topic to talk about. And it's basically about how I said I work with athletes and professionals and all these concepts can be applied for professionals as well. So we can talk about it next time. Perfect. So let's close out today. (laughs) Let's sum up, you know, the best forms of contact for you. How can we reach out to if someone is interested in your coaching services? So my email address is dora at d-o-r-a-k-u-r-i-m-a-y.com. I also have my website, which is www. Uh, dot uh, d-o-r-a-k-u-r-i-m-a-y dot com and my phone number is three four seven eight four nine one five six three perfect well thank you for being here for joining us for enlightening us and talking all about your services and what you do uh it's a pleasure to have you here on the show uh knowing that you're such an athlete the table tennis professional <laughs> and champion so awesome really dora you're a sweetheart thank you again and i hope you enjoy thank your week. you so much and, uh, we'll talk <laughs> next week again have a great day and same to everyone else i hope you got a lot of value from this episode thank you for listening I have included a link in the description below where you can get a free copy of my high performance ebooks to help you to take your performance to the next level. Until next time, take care.